Hello, everyone. Mystic Chick here. It's about that time to grab a glass of dogfish head pumpkin ale, a pecan pie martini, or some mold wine and get settled into a big puffy cloud of positive energy to contemplate another morsel of mystic goodness. So this episode is actually a pretty pretty uh celebratory kind of episode it is one year actually since um we virgo last and i started the podcast and it's really been quite a year i'm actually pretty pretty impressed with how much has happened in the last year and i know that virgo last is going to have something some things to say about this this awesome awesome year that we've had amidst a pandemic how are you, Virgo Lass? I am doing well. How are you, Mystic Chick? <laughs> you know, I am oddly reflective. <laughs> it's been quite a year, hasn't it? Oh my gosh. So much has happened. So many ups and so many downs. It's been a roller coaster whirlwind of a year. That it has, I think, for everybody. I think. I can't think of one person on this earth right now who can be like, yeah, it was pretty uneventful this year. Like, I don't even know if I'm going to remember it. <laughs> Not that much happened. <laughs> well, and it's weird because, you know, during a pandemic, really not a whole lot could happen. And yet so much happened. <laughs> yep. Very true. <laughs> so I'm trying to, uh, well, there's so much to talk about and we're going to go, we're going to take a, a trip back in the Wayback machine. But first, <laughs> <laughs> should probably touch on the drinks for uh, tonight's episode. I think yes. one of them is actually, I don't know if you've had it or not. Have you ever had any um, dogfish head beer? Oh, yeah, yeah, I definitely have. Um, I can't really, uh, do they have like an autumn one or a pumpkin one right now? They have a pumpkin ale. <laughs> pumpkin ale. I feel like I might have had that before. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the problem with the pumpkin ales or pumpkin, as the case may be, is I think they kind of blend together. Like everybody, all the craft beer people are like, let's make our special pumpkin beer that's just ours because we're the only ones who've ever invented pumpkins. Mm -hmm. And yeah, they all kind of run together because they all kind of taste like pumpkin. Yeah, uh, it was funny, like a couple weeks ago, a friend of mine tried having like a sort of a fall drinking party in her backyard. And like summer just came back with a vengeance and suddenly it was like 87 degrees out. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't exactly set the mood for like all of like the pumpkin and fall ales out there being chased by bees <laughs> exactly being chased by bees. And you're just like, Oh, my God, someone give me a Corona. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh yeah that well that's the fun thing about fall weather too is it's so unpredictable and there's so many ups and downs and you know one minute it's like 80 something the next minute it's 60 degrees and you're freezing your tail off and you're like what happened yeah that's the thing everybody's always like oh my god fall i can't wait for fall weather because they just envision themselves like wearing like a like a cute fall jacket and a scarf and like you know kicking through like autumn leaves with like a cough <laughs> a coffee in their hand and you know everything's all cozy and the reality is that it's like maybe you get one day like that and then the rest is freezing rain yeah <laughs> 
Yeah, I want to put on my autumnal chunky sweater and yeah, kick around some leaves. And it's like the sweater will not protect you from the freezing rain. Exactly. Yeah. And like it's cold enough that you need like a jacket and a sweater. But if you wear like too chunky of a too chunky of both and you'll get hot. So yeah, I never know how to dress. Oh, I know. Well, and being in because, well, I don't know if uh, who's listening and, and what if what they know about us, but we're based in the Chicagoland area. And so the weather here is you really do need like eight versions of jackets and coats because yeah. there's just, yeah, that many things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like we have like... Eight seasons squished into one season per season. (laughs) (laughs) And so we do, because I'm like, I can't be the only one out there. And I think you can attest to that, that like there are certain, I have like three or four weights of sweaters, like depending on the month. Like this is a heavy sweater. I cannot wear this in October. I have to wait for December or January. Yeah, exactly. It's it's really funny because sometimes in like deep winter, all of a sudden I'll go be, be going through my closet and I'll find all the really chunky sweaters that I forgot about because when I went through my winter stash, I only took out like the lighter, more fall-like sweaters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There are certain sweaters where you put them on and you're like immediately sweating. And it's like, it's really weird because then all of a sudden January and February hit and you're like freezing even in the like hugely chunky sweater and then you're laying Mm -hmm. layering things under it and you're like please please don't take me yet (laughs) (laughs) please father frost (laughs) (laughs) um all right so aside from pumpkin ale god that kills me i don't know why um we the other two drinks that i mentioned were a mold wine and what was the other one i'm going back i'm like clicking through this pecan Pecan pie martinis. Now, the first question is, do you pronounce it? There's three ways. Pecan, pecan, or pecan. Which way do you say that nut? I'm just going to try and blink my mind and just try to say it naturally. So I say pecan. (laughs) Okay. I'm sure there's like regional differences for all this. I, I need to like research that later. Right. I'm sure that the Southern way is probably the only really correct way of saying it. It's like, let's get some pecan pie. <laughs> <laughs> now, I have to say that I, I, when I looked at this, I'm like, oh, Virgo ass is probably not going to go for this because it really does look like a floating pie. <laughs> a pie in the sky. Um, it, is, it is serious sugar. I mean, there's like, I think there's like a weird pecan crust around the edge of the glass. There's whipped cream, there's pecans, there's cinnamon sprinkles. There's, I mean, it's like you took all of the things from a dessert bar and shoved them into a Yeah, bar. yeah, not for me, not for me. <laughs> but anybody who's interested in it, it's on the Delish website. And okay, this is why it's such a slippery slope of a drink. It's got rum chata in it. <laughs> ah, I guess that explains a lot. <laughs> There's also uh, so six ounces of rum chata, six ounces of cream creme de coco, three ounces of bourbon, and some ice. And some ice. <laughs> so that it's not too overpowered. Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, and there's like the whole ingredient on there. Oh my God, you need microwaved caramel that's microwaved till it's pourable, some chopped nuts, cool whip for garnish, sprinkle of cinnamon, whole pecans. It is a whole to do. 
Indeed it is. <laughs> so if you're interested in the recipe, that's on delish.com. And I also found the mold wine on delish.com. So, I mean, mold wine, been there, done that. I mean, everybody's had it, but it is very Mabin and very autumnal equinoxy. Very autumn- autumnal, it's true. Like, uh, although I do, I think I associate it as more of like, a Christmas party thing or like some, you know, it's always nice to have something like that going on in winter. Yeah. It's very mold, very mold, just <laughs> mulling around, mull it over. <laughs> but this one off the um, delish website, it actually, it's interesting because you can do, you can make it with like a whole bunch of different types of alcohol. So, um, you could do it with like a Merlot, a Malbec, a Cabernet Sauvignon, um, probably other things. Just any indiscriminate red wine. I, I you, I've done that a lot of times before. What are your favorite things to put in uh, mold wine? <laughs> I, you know, I've tried mold wine a handful of times over the years. I think I even made one in the crock pot. I just that's so. I don't even know. I don't know how to describe that. Um, but I mean, I just kind of go the traditional route with like the cloves and the cinnamon sticks and like oranges. And yeah. Whatnot. Yep. The classic. The cl- <laughs> Why? What do you do? I feel like you like up the ante in some way. Man, you would think. <laughs> I, I mean, because yeah, we just had our big sangriathon bash that my friends and I always do every year. And we always talk about whether we should do like a mold wineathon like sometime in the winter. <laughs> you would get so, sick real easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you would. That's probably why we've never done it. <laughs> I mean that stuff is very heavy and concentrated. There's a reason why, like, you know, whenever you start to simmer alcohol. <laughs> yep. This is like, oh, we're we're in this for the long haul. Okay, like <laughs> get this mug. <laughs> it's almost something like you have to pour in one of those like travel mugs with a lid where you can keep it hot and then just sip at it because those things like they get cold too fast. Yeah, and you're not ready to chug that stuff. Chug it, chug it, chug it. (laughs) And can you imagine how embarrassing that would be? Like, you know, you're you're like totally wiped out the next day, majorly hungover. I just, I really had a party with some mulled wine. I mean, honestly, like, I feel like my worst hangovers have always been from wine. Like, wine is serious stuff, (laughs) and soccer moms drink it like it's Gatorade. (laughs) Well, they also drink like vodka martinis very easily too. Yeah, for breakfast. <laughs> for breakfast, yeah. Um, I think that, and and it, as we've gotten, <laughs> because I'm not 20 anymore, I'm 20 in spirit. No, I, I don't have the energy to be 20 in spirit. Yeah, yeah, not even in spirit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 28 in spirit. Um, <laughs> you go with that. <laughs> <laughs> so. But there's, you know, people that are like in their 40s or whatever that I've talked to, they're like, yeah, they've sworn themselves off of wine already. They're like, it's just, it's too, like, it turns evil. After like a certain age, it just starts to it get a does. little. It does. I can't drink it anymore. And it's so sad. Like, I would love to have a glass of wine with like a nice dinner or something like that. But I'm up all night and I, uh, I'm just, 
like I'll be super out of it and I'll want to go to sleep. And then I wake up after an hour and then I'm up all night. So it's not <laughs> fun for me. And red wine, I've had like actual reactions to it where like I'm vomiting all night. So, Ooh, so. see, I thought that would be like a port reaction. Nope, any type of red wine. Like, I don't know if it's the tannins in it because there's more in there than there are in white wine. But then eventually white wine turned on me too. Although I will say that I started drinking it again during the pandemic because like during a specific lockdown pandemic because I like what, ah, sorry. My problem with it is that it wouldn't let me sleep. But I wasn't going to sleep anyway. I didn't have a bedtime, so I could just you know have have some wine at like you know whatever o'clock because I wasn't paying attention, and then I'd go to bed at like two a.m. and I'd be fine. Oh my god! I don't know what to say. To that. <laughs> I'm a little speechless. Well, it's kind of yeah. yeah. So when maybe are... it, really is the problem wine or is the problem capitalism? Like. <laughs> I'm just saying, if I didn't have a bedtime, I could drink wine. Oh my God. Everything goes back to capitalism. Uh-huh. <laughs> Although I would have to say something like, well, <laughs> would you be able to buy wine if it weren't for capitalism? <laughs> uh, I mean, it doesn't mean that you wouldn't have money. If I had a UBI, yeah, I could buy wine. Not a problem. <laughs> What's a UBI? Uh, universal basic income. Oh yeah, that's that's like fancy Euro speak, isn't it? <laughs> I, I mean, I guess it would be because we don't have it here. I don't think anybody has it yet. It's like still a dream. Oh, okay, a utopian but, kind of thing. Yeah, but we, you know, we are not here to discuss late stage capitalism. We are here to discuss <laughs> to discuss um, the Mabon rituals. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and see, I can see us veering off into a tangent. <laughs> Let's steer us back. Well, just so you know, I'm still working. The drink I'm drinking actually is—I don't know how autumnal it is. It is a um, <laughs> Starbucks chocolate almond milk grande shaken espresso. Say that five times fast. <laughs> I could not. <laughs> oh yeah, I needed me the caffeine today, but. Yeah, so I don't know how much I would have been able to contribute to any sort of political conversation at this point, except to say, uh-huh, uh-huh, more coffee. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, so many things to touch on because we have the anniversary. So the, our very first, our fledgling episode was, and now I Googled this again, because this was pretty much the topic of our fledgling episode. Yes, was, it was. How do you say this word and things <laughs> like that? Uh, I actually Googled it again before this episode, because I'm like, I feel like I'm butchering it. And the thing that they said was, or Google speaker, I don't know, was Mabin. So, Mabin. Mabin. See, I feel like last year, because I remember you made me say it like six or seven times. <laughs> <laughs> but but when I did Google speak, it was Mabon. What? Oh my God. What so th th things change in a year, <laughs> apparently. Oh my God. <laughs> well, and so I brought, I actually found there was a website that talked about um, it's on eclecticwitchcraft.com eclectic backslash how to say the eight witch wheel of the year Sabbath holidays. 
seriously because (laughs) there's a lot of consonants in there that you're not supposed to pronounce (laughs) and there were like all these like i actually did look into it and you know there's all this like background cultural info about you know where it started out in the like the united kingdom and how all these things progressed i don't know but it's uh, they actually say in this this uh, blog post, learn how to say the names of these holidays to avoid any embarrassing situations when speaking with other witches. Yes, yes, especially the Halloween one. <laughs> so I wonder if there's like, there's got to be some sort of, this could be an idea, like some sort of tattoo you can get or some some sort of identifying mark. Um, that can like let other witches know that hey, you are a, a tried and true, dyed in the wool witch who I just mean, really can't pronounce anything. <laughs> Besides the pentacle, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just there's so many things. So okay, and this is talking about like the eight wheels or eight. It's not eight wheels. Eight. Eight witch wheel of the year sabbats. So there's eight sabbats, one witch wheel. <laughs> <laughs> also, by the, by, by, by the way, shout out to the Southern Hemisphere right now who are celebrating Ostara. Oh my gosh. Now you're just completely throwing me for a loop. Thank you, Virgo. <laughs> Shake up the snow globe, boy, don't you? <laughs> up is down. <laughs> Clockwise is counterclockwise. <laughs> now my toilet's flushing the wrong direction. Uh huh. Giant spiders are the only thing that won't kill you. <laughs> seriously i i got sick off of mold wine and i was camped out by the toilet and now look a total conundrum <laughs> mass hysteria <laughs> um, but <laughs> so i'm looking at this and i'm like oh my gosh and it starts with yule and i'm not going to touch on all these like we might go back to this for different uh witchy holidays because i i really do think that it could be kind of fun to keep revisiting I'm scanning though because apparently, um, <laughs> I'm trying to maybe is like towards the end of the year. So I am looking llamas. Yeah, there's there's some of these. Okay, it's derived from common Britannic and Gaulish. It's a deity named. Mipanos, the great sun, from the proto-Celtic root Mikwan sun. (laughs) 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 So there's that. And it says that the according to the Eclectic Witch website, the name now you're like throwing me again because I, I swear to God, I just I no. said nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I keep hearing Mabon now, and it's like Mabon. Mabon. Um the the name Mabon for this holiday was first assigned in the 70s by Aidan Kelly. There is no historical evidence for its use as a name for any holiday by any ancient peoples. However, Wait. Didn't we learn that and like in our spring episode for Astara that like there was actually like no Astara or anything <laughs> like that? It was just made up sometime in the 1900s. <laughs> That's what we witches do. We like to have fun, be a little crazy. 
let's make a special day we don't have enough special days so I I mean yeah like if you're a witch you just like to party that's why there's like eight holidays a year (laughs) get naked and partying those are Uh drinking yeah yes lots of drinking and dancing around fires yeah and a little a little edible here and there (laughs) never hurt anyone (laughs) but so the name does appear Mabin does appear in history and literature attached to people. So Mabin Ap Modron appears as a character in our in the Arthurian legends, and there are Celtic influenced pagans who believe he represents a god of harvest and rebirth. He's related to the god Mapanos, and Mabin is also the name of a Cornish saint. So the name Mabin again is to mean great sun. Which okay, do you remember? Uh, it's like way back when and like years and eons ago where they used to sacrifice and there was wasn't that the lottery story was yes where they would sacrifice a guy and they would kill him and they would actually plow his body into the field so that they would have a fruitful harvest makes sense to me (laughs) <laughs> the harvest craves human blood <laughs> everything goes back to blood it's just blood is is powerful stuff so <laughs> yeah grind them up and then it became kind of a um an honorary thing and it was all pretend darn it they do that with so many things <laughs> <laughs> oh damn it <laughs> <laughs> so this so and the autumnal equinox, like I've celebrated the autumnal equinox for years and years and years. And I never kind of associated Mabin with it, even though Mabin is celebrated on the autumnal equinox. I just kind of like took stock of my life and kind of, you know, got in tune with nature and all that jazz for the equinox. And also, I mean, I guess that if you uh, wanted to like, celebrate the um there are plenty of uh, harvest deities that you know we actually know of <laughs> like i guess we don't have to like celebrate that like one like specific celtic one that nobody has heard of like if you're into deity worship like um and just like brought up a brought up a bunch there's um Ceres, who's Roman. There's Demeter. Uh, we all know her. Mercury, Osiris. So Parvati. So there are tons that like we've actually heard of that we could always like just leave out like a slice of pumpkin pie for as an offering. Oh yeah, there's always somebody. <laughs> there's always somebody you can you know harness the power of, tap into. Um, I'm actually looking at, they have two pronunciations for how to say it according to this blog post. Do you want to hear how they say it? Yeah. Okay. So the first one is what you were saying, Mabon. And the other one. I didn't say Mabon. I said uh, Mabon. Well, that's the second one. Okay. So I'm the second one. (laughs) And I, and with the Google Translate, I got Mabon. So Mabon, Mabon, or Mabon. Mabin just sounds like something that a robot would say. <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean, it sounds like when you're, you know, when you're watching TikTok videos and they have like the, um, you know, like the robot lady is like speaking all of the words. Like, yeah, it sounds like that sort of inflection. 
<laughs> I wonder what kind of accent in your in your hypothetical your robot has. I mean, like how many robot movies have we seen? I mean, like they all have the same kind of like monotone voice. You're like John, Johnny Five. Johnny Five is alive. Oh my gosh! What about Hal? Hal. Hal's got the pretty quintessential robot accent. <laughs> oh man or what was that doctor who one? Oh, um which which yeah which villain is that i don't even remember i know like, don't murder us doctor who fans <laughs> i don't like the, like, the dialects, uh, oh the cybermen the wait the what the cybermen <laughs> oh my um yeah yeah, because like the the D, the Daleks go around saying eradicate, eradicate, and the Cybermen go around saying delete, delete. You have been deleted. You have been deleted. You know what? That would really be. I need to use that in more conversations. You have been deleted. Like when I really can't talk to anyone again. Like you know, I need to erase you from my life. Then just. Delete. I mean, that would be a spell, right? A spell or just unfriending on Facebook. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say from now on when I unfriend people on Facebook. You have been deleted. Oh, my gosh. Well, and like blocked. Yep. <laughs> like the I'm like so tired of like people saying I'm going to block you. That person got blocked. Block, 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 block. It's like, I don't know. Like, I think Legos like they they just kind of ruined it for me like you know you good wholesome legos and now it's like this power play <laughs> i know what, what did legos ever do to anybody <laughs> well they did a lot actually they've done studies that like stepping on a lego is more painful than like getting an eye ripped out of your socket no actually I'm it's not that but there are studies like talking about how painful those things are i mean i i imagine that would be super painful i don't know that pain because i don't have children <laughs> and sadly my children don't play with legos anymore because they're all grown up oh god <laughs> now i need to take a moment no uh it, it's just i do miss the lego days that's how how sad is that i miss stepping on a lego <laughs> I miss torturing myself. That's like, that's part of parenting is all like, you have to be slightly like masochistic to want to be a parent in the first place. It makes sense. That's just, uh, anyways. So, um, as far as kind of like the show and the journey though, like, and we're going to talk more about like some autumnal equinox kind of rituals and things that, you know, would be kind of fun to do around this time of year. But also just kind of like taking stock of, oh my gosh, it's been a year. We started this podcast a year ago and um, it really like, there were a lot of different like twists and turns with it and it's really kind of evolved and it's been a very interesting journey. No, it definitely has been a journey. Like remember when we like outlined that, okay, so we're going to do a different theme every week and it's going to be this kind of a theme one week and this kind of a theme the next week and this kind of a theme the other week. And then quickly we abandoned that because it felt like we just were being very repetitive and couldn't come up with that many ideas in the same wheelhouse over and over. 
oh my yeah it just and we're like you know yeah if the theme I, I don't know it just hurt my head after a while we were like we were really trying to attack it though like a corporate business type of like plan and it's just it's not that no no that that's not us <laughs> no no so um it's just it's it's just been a very interesting time though and i think we've we've kind of like found a groove and I mean, obviously, we've known each other for years and years and years, <laughs> but it's different. Like when you are trying to do like even a podcast where I mean, especially with the the lockdown, we weren't able to see each other. We can't do a podcast in the same room, which would be super cool. And so just kind of judging like the other person's timing and all of that stuff like that takes a little bit of time to sort out. Oh, do you know what I just remembered? I was going, I wanted to share this with you, but Facebook wouldn't let me <laughs> unless I shared it with oh, everybody. No. But uh, in my Facebook memories, like nine years ago, I said that I was like um, cooking dinner and listening to your original podcast, oh, Vintage nightcap with mystic chick in which i was not the co-host and yeah it was a moment of like oh who knew like you know far long ago jess or virgo lass <laughs> edit that out <laughs> long ago virgo lass did not realize that someday she would be the co-host yeah how weird is that <laughs> that's like that's crazy like how time like changes things it's yeah just, really wild and that's kind of why yeah i mean this whole journey like so we started with this podcast that was the, our first episode was 15 minutes long 15 minutes yep <laughs> and like you were, were like i remember you being concerned about like well i don't know if we're gonna have enough to like fill up 15 minutes and it was like well we'll give it a shot we'll try you know and then like over time we're like Oh yeah, we could definitely. Yeah, exactly. Now, yeah, now it's like okay, somebody cut us off before the two-hour mark, and sometimes Podbean cuts us off at the two-hour mark. <laughs> yeah, Podbean's pretty cold about it. It doesn't care what we're saying. Yeah, <laughs> just like and you're done. <laughs> it can't be all that important if it took you two hours to get it out. <laughs> Whatever, whatever was most important you said, probably in the first hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> so, I mean, over time, you know, we started with 15 minutes, then we worked up to, I think, half an hour, and then eventually we went to an hour. I think we did some like 40 minutes. And then eventually we blew right past that hour. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And... Yeah. And so, <laughs> and I try, I think I tried like when we started blowing past things, then I tried to break up the episode into two episodes and that kind of wasn't really working either. And it just, so now we're just like, it is what it is. <laughs> exactly. You guys are just going to have to take us and love us as we are. <laughs> uh, and then, so a year ago when I was um, doing, starting all this again, um, and I, I had been trying to get this off the ground actually for years, four years, maybe about seven years. I tried to find a co-host and try to, to get it moving again. Cause I did, I had this podcast. It wasn't this exact name. It was um, nightcap with mystic chicken. It was over 10 years ago now and it was great. And then, you know, obviously it just kind of wrapped up and then it was, it's, 
like a big time commitment for people. But also, I think people didn't really understand the nature of podcasting. Like, you don't really know until you do it. And so I think people are kind of scared off by that. But yeah, I, I think it's timing a lot of times. And it just you had to be at the right place in your life. And I had to like had to be at the right place. And so it it happened when it was meant to happen. And that is awesome, awesome stuff. And, and I feel like even just in the course of this year, like, I mean, a lot of our podcasts kind of revolve around like manifesting and like the two of us manifested the <laughs> shit out of this year. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you were actually like the, the head like I don't know the driving force of like the manifesting train and like you like seriously your earth energy like it definitely you are a major manifester but it was funny because like I kind of talked about some of the stuff especially initially where I'm like yeah yeah manifesting like I didn't like fully I wasn't fully invested in it because I'd been through too much myself and I'm like you know you go girl like you manifest like I was just kind of cheering you on and then like all of a sudden like weirdly it just kind of started happening for me too and I'm like oh my god <laughs> it's just funny how that works. Like, you know, it sneaks up on you. If you are doing the things that, you know, you do to try to manifest, uh, at, at some point you end up manifesting, whether you, you really like expect it or not. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. There comes a breaking point where the universe just crash lands on you. And that's totally, especially in my case, I think that's the best way to kind of talk about that because it was just, that's what happened. So, um, but it's speaking of manifesting, so I don't know how much, if you want to share any like vague details about your manifesting journey in the last year. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, when we first started it, we were deep into the pandemic. I think that um, I can't remember if I was back at work or not. I think I was um, because we were my um, industry in the service industry. We were only on lockdown for like a few months. And then the country was like, get back to work. The economy. <laughs> we don't care if you die. <laughs> We have needs. We, we have, have needs. needs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, and it was, but yeah, it, it was awful. Like, okay, like whether it's um, service or hospitality or, um, you know, like mine, like the salon and spa industry, like we make our money by cramming in as much business as we possibly can. Like there needs to be asses in the seats. And if there's not asses in the seats or only like 40% of asses in the seats, then we're not making money. <laughs> so true. <laughs> and, yeah. And it was cut even more for me because uh, my job, I'm an esthetician. So I do facials, which requires people to have masks off. Like it's not easy to do a facial with somebody with a mask on. It's basically like rub their temples and give them an eye treatment. <gasps> <laughs> Oh and, um, but I was, I remember like every single day I was like kind of playing with my tarot deck and that was like the main question of like, okay, is this going to last forever? Because my uh, like paychecks were really, really, really tiny. And, um, the cars just kept telling me over and over, hang on, it's going to be okay. 
And months would go by and I'd be like, oh, how much longer do I have to hang on? And uh, the cars would be like, bitch, we said it was going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is one of the things about like any Oracle situation um, or any divinatory method. You can't keep asking the same question because then the universe just Fs with you. Like, it's like, oh, really? Like, I gave you the answer. You didn't like it. Well, it's just unicorns now. That's <laughs> just unicorns from now on. <laughs> I don't care what your question was. The answer is unicorns. <laughs> but yeah, but then, um, and it was, of course, right around the time of my Saturn opposition. If you want to learn more about that, you can go back to our podcast that we had all about it. Mm. Um, uh, an old coworker of mine who had started her own business reached out to me about um, she was wants to open a, a second location because her business was booming. And this was after we all started getting vaccines. And so business was slowly coming back. And uh, she asked me if I wanted to like, you know, come and work with her and maybe like run the second business and second location. And I did. And oh my God, business is booming. The money train is back knock on wood it sticks around but yeah it was um definitely a a, a good decision <laughs> and i mean it's kind of weird like i'm moving and transitioning into this new role of being a manager which i've never wanted to be a manager but um for all of you hamilton fans out there i just keep like repeating over and over in my head that i want to be in the room where it happens unfortunately I have not seen Hamilton, so I have absolutely no clue what you're talking about, but I I applaud you. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, it's like meaning that I want to, like, even if I don't want to be, like, the one, like, managing and making up schedules and, like, the person who has to, like, deal with all the bullshit, I also want to sit at the table where I have a deciding factor in how things are run. Ah, uh, Yes. <laughs> Well said, then. Well said. <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, but that. So that manifesting, like, it's been, it's been really crazy. And yeah, we were super focused on manifesting for the first what, like, six months. Yeah. And yeah, then, um, then things started flowing for you, and I was like, that's really awesome, you know, and. There was this part of me that's like, I just don't know anymore. Like, what's going to happen? You know, like, I just, I wasn't, my career stuff wasn't coming together the way I thought it would. And, you know, I was doing all these, like, other things for work. And I just kind of was like, you know, I, I come from a psychology background. And so I'm like, oh, you know, like, do I need to get back into that? Like, but there was, like, all this resistance within me and like just the universe, like everything I applied for, it was just like not happening. And I'm like, okay, you know, what am I going to do? And, um, yeah, then just one day out of the blue, like I was driving home from somewhere and I'm <clears throat> this place that runs artist studios, like I just got this like feeling in my stomach, like I need to check it out. And then lo and behold, they had like one studio that they hadn't listed, and it was like weirdly in my price range and I decided to just go ahead and take a chance. And, but I mean, it was very, very, like I had pretty much written off kind of, 
I don't know. I, I was like focusing, I was trying to focus on like mindfulness training and some other stuff. And I'm like, all right, you know, like that's going to be, you know, it's more mainstream than some of the, you know, medium work and other stuff that I do. So I, I should focus on mainstream, you know, like I'm just going to like just do that and not, you know, put the medium work and the the readings and stuff on the back burner. And I had made my peace with it. And then like two weeks later was when I found the studio. So it's weird how everything works. I think. Yeah, exactly. You because you know what? The universe knew what your heart was trying to manifest, even if your brain was telling you you needed to do something different. Oh, my gosh. My brain was driving me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> But I think also like it's there's a lot of other factors, you know, I mean, I have other people's opinions that I think I was like taking into account as way more important than my own feelings or opinions. And that really does a number on kind of your where you're supposed to be on your path. Yeah, yeah, it was your your soft, squishy cancer nature <laughs> being like, well, these people care about me and they wouldn't say these things if they didn't have my best interest at heart. Yeah. Well, you want to please people. And honestly, like after, like I really clawed my way through my master's degree, like finishing that thing was like a huge achievement for me. So I was like, you know, I really need to use it. Like I really need to embrace this industrial psychology degree. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm not industrial. I'm a warm fuzzy. <laughs> right. If they had had warm, fu warm fuzzy psychology degree, you would have gotten that. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I remember like, because I did start out in the clinical program and I realized I just didn't have, I just couldn't. Like I, I was too sensitive and I picked up on all the vibes and there's a lot of negativity in the clinical sphere because there has to be. I mean, people are in pain, like you're helping people work through their pain. And so but it was just it was weighing on me way too much. And I'm like, all right, I'll just I'll I'll go to industrial. Like all you do is like, you know, psychological testing and this and that and helping people, you know, be more proactive in their work and happier in their work environment and work, work, work. And, you know, it just but my heart really wasn't in it at all. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, I mean, I just feel like I could see that also being like, okay, how do we make everything better for white collar workers who work in cubicles? <laughs> oh, you know what? It is a thing though. Cause I mean, I, I really, it felt like the poor animals in the, the farms that are waiting to be meat, you know, like they're shoved in all together. They don't get any outside time. They're stuck in a chair for like nine hours at a stretch. And even if they get like that hour or half hour for like lunch, I'm putting that in quotes. There are so many that are like so used to being in the cubicle. They don't even think to leave the cubicle during lunch. Well, it's kind of funny because I mean, in a way, the pandemic really kind of set them all free, right? I mean, uh, this <laughs> is why people are so annoyed that they have to go back to the office because you know, like working from home, like they uh, got their comfy chair, they can no go pants. out for yeah, they no pants, they can go out for a jog, they can run some errands. And really, from what I've heard with like most, like white collar office jobs, like you can do the work in like five hours. And the last three hours are just you marking out time so that your supervisor doesn't get mad at you. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's, um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a rough situation. I mean, you're right. I think people got kind of used to kind of having things the way that a lot of people are meant to live. Like I remember reading some studies on the capacity of the human brain and just like how the energy output of, of a person in a day and that, you know, people are really only productive for like a solid four hours in a day. Yeah. And I, yeah, yet, I believe that. Yeah. And yet the work hour of work day is eight, nine plus hours. And so after a while, you know, and how many people out there are like, I'm going to check my email for an hour and a half and then I'll start working. Right. Because, you know, they're just buying time because nobody can think for more than four hours. I mean, yes, there are people out there that are special and like amazing. But like for the major portion of society, it's like they burn out. Yeah. So, and yet they're still stuck there. And it seems to be like a lot of mindless, meaningless activity to try to appear busy. And it exhausted me. Like when I was in the corporate world, it just, it was very exhausting to kind of keep up that front and keep up the positive, you know, yay, everything's great. I love working. Yay. No, it is super exhausting. Like I, I hate jobs like, and you get them in the service industry too, where like when you have downtime or things get slow, all of a sudden, like you're scrambling to look for any sort of busy work to like justify being paid by the hour. Like it's so annoying. I mean, at oh. least like um, my job where like you're, if you're on commission and you have like, some time off, then like you you don't have to do shit. You're not getting paid by the hour. <laughs> yeah, it's a totally different perspective. It's um, yeah, it's it just I don't know. There's a lot of very frustrating elements to kind of the nine to five situation for people who are in the cubicle thing. But I mean, in cubicle land, but there's a lot of, you know, jobs, obviously, that don't fit that mold. And it's been a very weird year for everybody. Like, it, it's just been a lot of people's work has been redesigned and, and some for the positive and, and a lot, you know, negatively, or they were kind of phased out or whatever. People couldn't afford to keep people employed. It's just been a mess. It, I think there's a lot of people out there just kind of um, reevaluating what's important to them and the person they want to be and the type of work that they want to do. And um, that's a big that's a big part of it. Yeah, I mean, like that's why everyone's like, "Oh, nobody wants to work. Nobody wants to work." It's like you know, people are just tired of being taken advantage of. Yeah. <laughs> And a lot of like the workplaces that were like you would get paid a lot of money that would make it worth, you know, being taken advantage of like back in the old days, like that money is not there anymore. So why, why do you want to work at a job where you're being treated like shit every day? Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it really does change. And so I think it's really interesting with like even this having the autumnal equinox coming up in a few days and, and anybody out there who does celebrate <clears throat> Mabon, Mabon, <laughs> Mabon, Mabon. <laughs> however you pronounce it, uh, that it is kind of a time 
to kind of it's we're we're completing things we're releasing things and then we're kind of working towards going inward again to reflect and contemplate and you know do things to connect with the source but also kind of evaluating what is going to be important for you to accomplish in the next year. So, you know, what do you want to reap the same crops next year as you did this year? Right, exactly. Or push it further, add different crops. <laughs> or are you saying like, wow, I just cannot eat another gourd. They're really hard and crusty. I have to microwave the crap out of them. I think I'm going to do, you know, corn next year. Well, that that may be, you know, you might need to, to take a road trip and go find some really awesome corn seeds <laughs> and say, okay, now, you know, there might be stuff you need to do to the dirt to get it ready for corn. Cause it's been all gourded out. Like, I don't know. I'm not a farmer, but <laughs> <laughs> the point is that like, when you start to plan for, you know, where you want to be in the next year, then you're sit sitting there also evaluating like what you need to do, what steps do you need to do to make that happen? And what do you need to do differently in the next 12 months that, you know, apart from like what you did in the last 12 months, what will you keep the same? What will you kind of, how will you reinvent yourself to get the crop you want and not the crop you have? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So, um, <laughs> and <laughs> There's a, so I did find one fall equinox. <clears throat> Mabon, 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 Mabon. Mabon. I really like, please, anybody out there, like, if you are like, no, everybody says it a certain way, just put the pronunciation in the text. If, if you or in the chat, if you, um, you know, want to reach out to me later. <laughs> Feel free to reach out to me at chick underscore mystic. You can tell me how you pronounce this word. <laughs> Spell it out phonetically. Oh my gosh. And that's why, like, I, that's, I think why I struggled with being considered, like considering myself a witch for the longest time was I pronouncing these flipping holidays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, um, llamas and it's spelled something like, look at sugar. That's it. It's like, are you just intentionally messing with people to keep your group small? <laughs> yeah. Or like I mentioned the Halloween one before. Spelled Samhain, pronounced Samhain. Urgh. Yes. So <laughs> this particular ritual, though, is for good harvests and rewards ahead. And it's on uh, spiritualityhealth.com. And it's a ritual for Maban, Maban. Wait, how did you say it? Maban. Uh, Mabon. Mabon. Is that the yep. only way I haven't said it? I think so. <laughs> I am dying here. All right. <laughs> so according to the spiritualityhealth.com website, uh, this is a ritual for good harvest and rewards ahead. So um, the ritual is going to balance the scales and mirror nature's own division of light and shadow, which strike perfect balance on the two equinoxes each year. So you need to get a white or cream candle to represent your light harvest. Now, would you go white or cream, Virgo Lass? Is there a difference? 
Oh my God. Are you one of those people that don't have as many rods and cones? Are we going to have to have an intervention? <laughs> no, not nothing like that. I, I, I'm just a goth. So like, uh, sh- I, I don't really recognize like the difference between shades of white. <laughs> Oh my. Okay, let's put but it like, but, Oh, But like, if it's shades of black, oh, I know the difference between a blue black and a green black. <laughs> <laughs> Always the blue black. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but okay, so picture white as like, so you put like, I always picture about my skin tone, because I am not I'm like, a what are, I think it's like a clear winter or something like that. So I can't wear anything yellow based or it makes me look sickly. So cream, um, yeah. and I and I'm half Italian, so I am yellow based. <laughs> so wait, so yellow, but does yellow? So say if you put on a you know one of those Irish sweaters in that like off white color, would that look good on you, or would that wash you out or make you look? Oh separate? no, totally, it totally like washes me out. Okay, good. So yeah. we're on the same. I've got the, cause, yeah, because I've got the pale skin. Yeah, because like just because I'm like have yellow undertones, it doesn't mean that I have olive skin or anything like that. Like, no, I'm 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 very very pale with dark hair, and um, yes, give me all of the jewel tones. Okay, because I technically like when I checked my skin tone, I technically have a very very I'm a, categorized as a light olive, even though like I am considered a light neutral. So like I have no color to my skin, but I still can manage to pull, make myself look a little green in the right circumstances. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, I think I can, the way that I can tell that I'm yellow toned is that uh, if I wear gold jewelry, it disappears. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So I have to stick with like silvers or rose gold i like a rose gold rose gold i think is actually pretty complimentary for a lot of people because it's yeah. just yeah it's got a skinny kind of vibe like flush like <laughs> a fleshy vibe a fleshy vibe that sounds really weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, <laughs> uh, going into a different sort of podcast now <laughs> Anywho, um, <laughs> all right. So the next one. So you got your white or cream candle, and you're going to pick if you had to pick based on your skin tone. You would pick. I mean, I don't know, cream. Oh God, never mind. All right. <laughs> I'd pick white. That's just me. All right. No, actually, cream though does kind of complement. Why am I talking about this? Who cares what color candle? White or cream? <laughs> Something light. All right. Then. <laughs> A gemstone to represent your light. So some examples could be selenite, scolocyte, clear calcite, quartz, or petalite, something clear-based. So I don't, did any of those jump out at you? Like, are there some that you don't know? Some of them I didn't, I didn't know, but like, what jumps out definitely is selenite. Oh, selenite's a good one. And Mm -hmm. if, if people out there, if anybody, um, Hasn't seen selenite. Selenite's really awesome because it has these like striations, kind of like kyanite or even black tourmaline where, uh, but it's, um, it like flashes. It's got some kind of labradorescence, but it's not exactly labradorescence. So I don't exactly know how you would categorize the flash, but it's, it's got life in it if they cut it the right direction. And that's Obi. So shout Aww. out to Obi the Barker. Shout out boy. to Obi. <laughs> He's such a fun guy. Yeah. Right, so, <laughs> Bowie is quiet this episode because he's <laughs> he's it's nap he is, time. Yep, it's nap time. He's just over there grooming himself, being quiet. He's not being kept out of any room. So 
<laughs> He's being chill. <laughs> All right. So you would pick selenite. I would probably, I'm kind of drawn to calcite right now. The uh, double refracting type that comes in like those, um, like rhombus cube shapes. What would they call a rhomboid? A rhomboid? Um, and they, they're just really, seriously, like, they look like ice cubes and they're just really fun to hold and touch and like love, love that stuff. So anyways, Ooh, probably... I'm just, I'm, I just like Googled it and I'm like, oh yeah, that's really pretty. It's it, good times. You should, when you can find some and like, just pick it up and hold it, like, you'll know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's a thing. <laughs> But that maybe is another podcast, a fetish one. <laughs> <laughs> Crystal fetish. <laughs> All right. So you're going to like the next one, Virgo Lass. You have a choice. Um, Palo Santo, Copal, or, and I can't, oh my God, I can't believe I'm falling apart on the sage thing again. White sage. Is that appropriate or no? Nope. Unless you're Native American. <laughs> so what's the okay sage? Um, I mean, any sage that you can like, if you grow a sage in your garden, like that's probably the best sage to do. So like Russian sage, I know like that's actually big with the, like you can find it in pretty much anybody's like yard. Yeah. Like go for it. I mean, sage, sage, man. I mean, it's all, it's always going to, it's always going to like clear out like the energies in the room, but like, you know, just save some white sage for the Native Americans who actually need it for their ceremonies. All right. See, I'm glad we had this talking point. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So have you ever used Kapal? I haven't, but I'd be interested. It's I, And I just came across some things that because I've seen it burnt like without any screen. But apparently if you're going to do things like pine resin or copal or things like that it's best to get like a container with like a screen over the top so there's special things that you can buy just for burning stuff like that i thought that was interesting i don't usually do too much smoke burning because um it's like in the winter like you have to have the uh, windows open and it's cold and i'm always worried that the smoke is going to you know like mess with um you know my cat and his little lungs so oh yeah, yeah. it gets smoky mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a smoky thing it's a smoky <laughs> kind of thing <laughs> all right so you have the light harvest you picked the white or the cream candle as the case may be now for your dark harvest because it's a ba- it's a ritual of balance you need one burgundy or black candle and which one would you choose oh man i can't choose i love them both so much <laughs> <laughs> i knew it <laughs> <laughs> You know what, like, if I had chosen the white, then I would say black. But since I went with the cream, I think I should go with the burgundy. Oh, my God. You're, like, dangerously close to getting some sort of, like, fall wedding scenario going with the cream and burgundy. God, you're right. <laughs> I changed all of my answers. <laughs> all you need now are some black lilies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, th- those were my wedding flowers. Oh, my God. <laughs> so awesome i totally forgot that that's awesome um i don't know what what my flowers were honestly to this day they just shoved some in my hand and told me to walk through a doorway (laughs) there there you go (laughs) (laughs) okay so anyway so the next one is um a gemstone to represent your shadow so you had the gemstone to represent your light which you picked selenites and i picked clear calcite um 
And now your shadow would be something like black tourmaline, jet, golden sheen, obsidian, or a green. I've never seen that one. A e g i r i n e. A green. Argeline. Sure. <laughs> As a tuition brain, I'm just like, isn't that a peptide? <laughs> <laughs> it's whatever you need it to be <laughs> right now it's representing your shadow and then it can make your face look better later i don't know it does many things <laughs> anyway i am going to say black tourmaline all right black tourmaline that is a solid choice um you know it's not listed but i have a like like feeling to go with rainbow obsidian right now Ooh, nice it's uh and anybody who hasn't seen rainbow obsidian it really does depend on the cut of the stone but if you get one that's cut right and it's large enough you will see a rainbow as long as you hold it in the sun so that's pretty cool i mean i, I feel like that is very you right there <laughs> yeah dark rainbow <laughs> <laughs> um so and then the last but not least essential thing is a perfume or um oil blend to integrate your light and shadow aspects so that's kind of like the the bonding agent so longtime listeners of this show will probably re be reminded that I can't stand lavender and Mystic Chick does not care for yelling yelling. So hopefully those aren't on the list. <laughs> just, oh my God. Yeah, I'd be like choking back vomit going, okay, let's get this ritual over with the yelling yelling. Uh, yeah, exactly. Mine no. would just be like, and I do use lavender sometimes because like, I mean, when you work at a spot, it's always fucking there. Can't get away from the lavender. <laughs> now, since it's a fall ritual, I kind of would love to do like an orange oil or a cinnamon oil Ooh, or something yes. like that something kind of heavy and like earthy yeah and... like musk or oh and amber yeah amber would be good <laughs> see now these are now we're, we're now we're talking okay yeah <laughs> so <laughs> um and then as you gather your your uh tools you need to divide them into light tools and shadow tools oh see this is totally up your alley with your shadow work yeah <laughs> tell um, me more <laughs> what do i do so next you, you're gonna want for the first part of the ritual you want to keep them separate and then okay. later in the ritual you will mingle them acknowledging and i love like how they're writing this the intimate dance of light and shadow <laughs> it's very intimate so intimate <laughs> so anyways you smudge the items that you've gathered with something other than white sage white sage is a no-no palo santo yeah. copal um anything and, all, and also burning. we don't say smudging because only only native american smudge <laughs> it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a specific, yeah we smoke cleanse okay smoke yeah. cleanse. virgo less edited Welcome to Virgo Lass's Buzzkill Corner. <laughs> it probably should be. I need to get back to my sound effects. Um, okay, so you smoke cleanse these items, and then on the left or yin side of your altar, you place the shadow thing. So you've got your burgundy or black candle, your um, perfume or essential oils, and the gems that are shadow representative. And then on the right or masculine yangy side, yang yangy side, you place the whiter cream candle, gems that represent the light, and your um, herbs or whatever you're using to smoke cleanse. 
So you take a deep cleansing breath, you acknowledge on an energetic level that all of these tools represent parts of you that need to be integrated into one dynamic whole expression. And then when you're ready, so take some time, you know, take a few deep breaths, center yourself, sit with yourself. You know, this, this can take as long as you want, or it can be done as quickly as you want. If you really just need to get it done, get her done. Um, but then, you know, eventually you'll want to call upon your spirit guides or anybody else that kind of assists you on the other side and help you discern, um, what items on the light side of your altar are ready to be moved to the shadow side and vice versa. Well, this is kind of complicated. Uh, they make it work for it. Oh my gosh. Can't we just like burn a couple of candles of light and dark and then mix the wax together and let them harden? That would be the easier way of doing it. I mean, really? Like, okay. So okay. Then, I feel like that. I feel like that's like the low spoons way of doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so you're basically... Um, yeah, you're mixing things based on vibes and when they feel ready to move over. And um, is your light candle ready to glow upon your shadow stones or vice versa? And you step forward in wisdom to move the items on your altar is called by spirit, enjoying the liberation that comes from blurring the boundaries. You are not just light or shadow. You are a commingled lovely mix. A lovely mix. <laughs> so... Yeah, I mean, wow. It just, uh, there's a lot of layers. So then you just sit there and you kind of like think about that, like really um, kind of think about what that means to you and what parts of yourself, I don't know. Like when you think about the light, like what parts of yourself are like coming to mind that you think, you know, identify, you know, yourself as kind of those, those light things. And what are the dark things that are either a challenge for you or just something that you kind of acknowledge within yourself that maybe you don't always take the time to acknowledge or shine light on because they're just kind of, some of them can be very deep seated, almost subconscious beliefs or kind of feelings that you have so as a virgo i feel like my best way of figuring all this out is to make a list <laughs> lists are good virgo last uh, very virgo like you the, the light list and the shadow list <laughs> So, um, what would be like anything and you don't have to share whatever you're not comfortable with, but, um, like what are some things that would be on your light list? Like if you could pick, you know, a couple of things. Oh God, that requires too much thinking. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like that would be easier for us to do for each other. Like, for you, Ooh. I would choose um, for your light list, like just always an abundance of positivity, Aww. no matter the situation. <laughs> to a fault. <laughs> <laughs> and always, um, always wanting to uh, jump in and help others. I, you know what? Those are good ones. Thank you. And I don't know if I would have picked those for myself. Exactly. So, yeah. I mean, like for you, I would actually like pick just your, 
I don't know. You have a very strong sense of self. You have a very, um, like good hold on energy, like of the universe. You just do. And, you know, I just, I admire your groundedness. I am a grounder. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, so then shadow, what would uh, you? Yeah, sh Shadow is hard. See, it's hard to choose the light for yourself, but it's way easier to choose the shadow for yourself. <laughs> True, we're all kind of negatively skewed. Biologically. Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, like for um, shadow self, it would probably be like, you know, a, a lot of like what I've come to learn is my neuro neurodivergency. Um, yeah, just like um, like not paying attention, um, like just uh, not always being in tune, like in tune to what's going on in front of me because I'm so in my head. Um, uh, probably like you know, rejection sensitivity, that sort of thing. Okay. So yeah, I mean, I think you're right. It's it's pretty easy to come up with some shadowy things. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like what would be on my short shadow list. Uh oh, maybe. Uh, okay, so we have a, a caller. Uh -oh. oh, I can't. I can't find him now. Um, I missed him. If you want to call back, I I lost you, man. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just noticing you're having like a, a fight with your son in the comments. I am trying here. Hi. <laughs> I, I'm gonna be real. I accidentally hit the microphone button, but now that I've hit it, it's I'm I'm stuck here. I'm, it's too oh. late to pull out now. <laughs> well, you know what? We're discussing a a maban a maban maban ritual, and you know, it, you can if you can't even pronounce it, then how can you discuss it? I, there's a, there's a lot of metaphysical metaphysical things that cannot be defined and yet we still debate very true <laughs> undefinable is very different from unpronounceable <laughs> somebody somebody's antibiotics kicked in you just seem so much more bushy-tailed than yesterday <laughs> oh truly I, i'm pretty sure it was the extra strength cough syrup actually <laughs> codeine can be a good thing <laughs> oh where'd you get your hands on oh. some codeine they, they just sort of gave it to me at the medical center i went to it was pretty fun <laughs> nice <laughs> i'd say like Shout 10 bucks or something but... <laughs> giving us some codeine yeah. to college students that's right <laughs> oh yeah absolute best decision that they could ever make <laughs> <laughs> so dan if you were to um kind of talk about a couple of your light aspects and your shadow aspects if you were going to say do a ritual for the autumnal equinox where are, do any come to mind of course lots of rituals for the autumnal equinox no light and shadow aspects of yourself oh here's the thing myself there's already so many aspects that we can think about um the aspect, uh, let's see, of course, light. I am very, very tall, which brings me close to the sun, so that's a light aspect. <laughs> um, as for shadow, I mean, the, the shadow I cast from being tall, said tall, I mean, there's there's something there. 
I, I mean, there's there's a metaphor right in that. <laughs> <laughs> there's very. <laughs> uh, here's the thing. It's hard to pick up a shadow aspect because I'm perfect. Um, and some people would say that I have hubris, but hubris is a flaw, and I have no flaws. So, <laughs> therefore, I can't have hubris. Oh, I think I'm disconnecting him. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are going to walk through the rest of this ritual because I do have to wrap up soon. And I'm sure people are like, what do we do with the candles and the gemstones? Don't leave us hanging. Um, feel free to okay. kind of listen to that if you want. Uh, okay, I get the message. I'll uh, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> All right. Goodbye, Ooh. everyone. Listen. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> okay so the last aspect though with this ritual is um after you kind of contemplate like <laughs> this is such a weird ritual i happen on to some weird things sometimes <clears throat> so uh once you begin to mix the sides just keep mixing them and um, kind of let your sense of peace and deeper purpose reside. And you're going to keep moving things around on the altar. And when a new balance has been found, then step back and kind of take stock of the alchemy of light and shadow and the balance of those different spheres of awareness. And then kind of think about like what has been brought to light for you unearthed as it will, uh, just about yourself, any knowledge for the future, anything that you need to take stock of so that you can get the crop that you desire in the next year. And then you are going to give thanks for everything that you have learned and just kind of find that balance. So it's kind of a long winded ritual, but it's, I don't, are you going to try this one? Uh, maybe I'll do an abbreviated version of it. <laughs> there seems to be a lot of moving of the altar pieces. Okay, because I'm I'm trying to think if I if I was just gonna do my own like Virgo last spin on it, you know, like say like okay, so we're going to like end the podcast, and then I'm gonna like go do the ritual, but I've already forgotten half of what you said, so <laughs> <laughs> so I think that I would basically just like I'd go to my altar where I have like all of my stuff, and I would split up like especially all the crystals into like these are like the the lighter or sunnier ones, and these are the darker ones, and then yeah, make my Make my list like a good Virgo of, of yeah, the, the light aspects that I can think of and the dark aspects that I can think of. And I mean, the co-mingling as spirit like brings it all together. That that sounds more of like a water sign thing. So <laughs> I, I don't know about that. Like maybe, I mean, it's like chess. Like every time I make a note on my list i move one over until they're all mingled <laughs> up like that, that could work that could work okay. you know i just had i had a brainstorm what if all you right, took right. your lists and you mm -hmm. ripped them up into strips of paper and then you put them in a bowl and you mixed them all together and then you burned the whole shebang i could start a fire but <laughs> no but then you would blend you would blend your light and shadow aspects together you'd put them all on different strips that like you would put your lists Take your list, cut 
cut the list into strips, put all the strips in a bowl, mix them all together intentionally, you know, like saying this is a blend of my light and shadow sides, and then just burn it all together. Yeah, actually, that is one of my favorite things. I have these perfume strips, like they're papers that when you burn them, like they turn into perfume, really pretty, and they burn up really fast. So really easy for like quick burning spells, like, you know, um, your intention, or if you want to banish something, or if you want to do something like that. Yeah, like just like, write everything on that I'm writing on my list, like on those little strips of paper. And then yeah, like just, um, you know, light them with a candle and then put them into my little iron cauldron. See, that would be perfect. Yeah, see, thank you, Mystic Chick. <laughs> I'm always trying to find like the easiest route <laughs> to get to the, I just, and this is one of the issues that I've had with especially, and people are going to be like, I, I know I'm going to get feedback on this, but with spells in general is that it seems like there are a lot of spells out there that could be really really um what's the word i'm looking for trimmed back i don't know yeah, I mean, yeah edited distilled <laughs> it's there's so many steps where you're like i'm tired already like i i can't go through 20 steps you know to get this spell done like isn't there an easier way yeah and i i think that is the thing like with more, especially modern witchcraft that you see is that people are just kind of like, you know what, we're tired. Like late, late stage capitalism has got us down. So yeah, we're, we're just going to trim the fat a bit. Huh? Well, and also, I mean, it's like, then you, how many like herbs do you have on hand? How many perfumes, essential oils, this and that crystals, like the list can go on and on colors of candles. And it's like, at some point I'm just, yeah, I can't run out and buy all these things all the time. And I know we've talked about kind of, you know, lazy witchcraft before, or just a, a what shortcuts for, you know, in a pinch witchcraft things for spells and, you know, you made the point of saying, don't rely on this stuff all the time. And I understand that. But I think that if you are kind of going through a time where you're really struggling, but you really need to get the spell done and you don't have, you know, a million different ingredients or colors of candles, that there are ways to make it work anyways. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, it's like any recipe, like you're following a recipe, but you don't have this ingredient and the store isn't closed is closed right now. So you go through your cupboards and you find something that's kind of like it and you make it work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've all been there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you really want to make that like really fancy French dinner and you end up with a peanut butter and jelly, but you still get fed. Exactly. <laughs> right there. <laughs> That's what we're talking about. <laughs> wow. So I, I don't know. I mean, we might actually, um, the next time we podcast, I don't know, that will still be in September, correct? Yeah. Yeah. We still have some S September left. I can't believe how fast this month is going. <gasps> it's, so we might touch again on some, some fall rituals and everything else. Cause I know that like we've gone over time, uh, but 
there's just so many. And I, I think that, yes, the equinox itself is very powerful, but this whole month is going to be powerful. I mean, that kind of energy doesn't just like go away the next day of the, you know, the day after the equinox. It's, it's a right. process. We're moving exactly. worlds here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, and also just, um, kind of being, you know, part of, of this time of year is, is taking stock and reevaluating and being grateful for the things that have worked out. And I'm very grateful for this podcast. I'm grateful for Virgo less and just everything that we've kind of done together in the last year. Exactly. Yes. I'm grateful for you, Mystic Chick. And I'm grateful for um, all of this great manifestations that we've been doing. We've been manifesting this podcast. And we would like to manifest some of you giving us five stars and a nice review on whatever platform you are listening to us on. Oh, yes. Yeah. Whatever that is, whether it is... um... I'm blanking now. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, et cetera, et cetera. Yes, if you have something bad to say, like, I don't know, just don't listen to us. You've got choices. <laughs> True. So uh, if you want to get updates about, you know, upcoming episodes or sometimes on Twitter and Facebook, I will post things related to episodes, extra information. Uh, you can follow me at chick underscore mystic. I also have a Facebook page um, that I am like, it's escaping me now. It's like mystic chick 13. I, I have it listed. Um, yeah. And then <laughs> if you follow me on Twitter, you'll be able to figure it out. And I also have a website that is, this is like the first time I'm bringing this up, but it's finally done. So it's mysticchick.net and all of the social connections are also on mysticchick.net. Yes. If you want to get an actual reading from Mystic Chick or Banish a Ghost or whatever you need done, hit her up on her website. Oh, yeah. And uh, I actually, it is possible, this sounds so strange to talk about, but I, I've worked with people with, um, I can do negative entity issues and ghosts and things on Zoom. So like if you don't live in the Chicagoland area and you are still like wanting to get some information about that sort of thing i do zoom for you know basically i i don't know it does does zoom just cover america <laughs> i you know i don't know but i mean people use it in business and some offices are all over the world so i would assume it would be international yeah i'm gonna have to look into that because i think google also has um some sort of like video thing and i know facebook does as well so have to look into the international thing but mysticchick.net and then virgo last if they want to also follow you um on twitter oh yes i am at last virgo and uh, i'm not going to banish ghosts or do readings for you or anything like that but i post about astrology all the time so if the stars are your jam you can follow me <laughs> <laughs> and also when i say post i mean mostly retweet <laughs> hey you know what you get the information out there that's what's important <laughs> exactly <laughs> so basically i hope that everybody has a wonderful equinox it's in several days from now and um that whatever rituals you find important to you that you know you just at least take a moment out to reflect and take stock this uh fall equinox it's a magical time 
It truly is. <laughs> so until next time, everybody out there, I hope you stay mystical. Happy Mab on my witches. <laughs>